the most gorgeous seance table I've ever seen in my life, but it's very like know, right? satanic panic chic. There's like a big <laughs> satanic panic chic. <laughs> There's like a, a big designer pentagram in the middle of it. There's some symbols they don't understand around it. And there's six. Where did you get that? Where did you get that pentagram? Anthropology. This is a podcast where two friends watch way too much TV. We learn from the shows and we make fun of them at the same time. No, we're not experts, but we pretend to be. After all, we do watch a lot of TV. Today's show contains discussions of real people in terrifying situations that they agreed to be in for the chance prize money. We don't want to disrespect them or belittle anything they've been through, but we're gonna. (laughs) Spoiler warnings. Fear, MTV, episode two, season one, St. Agatha's Hospital for the Chronically Ill. Hello and welcome to I Watch A Lot Of, the show where we impart our vast knowledge onto you, because after all, we watch a lot of TV. That's Lisa Stotts. That's Chelsea Hackman. Darling, my love, what are you watching a lot of? Ooh, what am I watching a lot of? I'm watching a lot of Hacks. It's on HBO Max. I'm obsessed. It's Jean Smart. She's absolutely incredible. It's the story of a uh, mature comedian who's probably at her later stages in her career. She is a staple in Vegas. She has her own show, everything. She's reached... You could not have gotten any bigger in your career than where she is because she's got like a nightly show in Vegas. And like for a lot of entertainers, that's the business. Her agent, however, sends her a writer who is recently out of work, much younger. You've got that lovely millennial attitude. And it is conflict at its best. It is funny. It is well-written. It is two strong female leads. It is everything you really like in shows. Excellent. That sounds truly incredible. So Hacks it's really on fun HBO. Hacks on HBO. Check it out. I will definitely put that on my list for my HBO list. Oh, show. Super funny. Yes. So what are you watching a lot of, my love? Ooh, uh, two things. I've watched a lot of bird documentaries. Dancing bird with documentaries? the birds. Yeah. Dancing, so like dan- like Dancing with the Birds with, was one. Was it was that with Kevin Costner? Uh was it Kevin Costner? No, that was not Kevin no, that Costner. Was that could not have been Dancing with Wolves. Dance oh, were you talking about dances with wolves? Not dancing yes. with wolves, dances, as in the name that the First Nations <laughs> tribe gives him. Dances with yes. wolves. Because he goes out there and chases that wolf around who jumps yes. all around and you get to see him bare ass. Yeah, no, not that. Um, Dancing with the Birds is the one that's about essentially all of the, the same thing. Paradise. It's the same story. It's just it's the same story. It's birds trying to get laid. And I think that that's hilarious. So birds trying to fuck because birds do what's called, and this is the worst thing ever. Ready? The cloacal kiss. Okay, so here's the thing. I don't know why I have such an aversion to that word of cloaca. I have such an aversion to the word. I wish I knew why. Um, It freaks me out. So I don't like everything. (laughs) It is. I mean, it's really sort of nature's pocket. Wait, wait, hang on. Walk it back. Walk it back. Koala bears. 
Is it because it sounds sort of like cloaca? I hate, no, koala bears have a cloaca. What? Yeah, no no joke, koala bears have a cloaca. I need an immediate fact And that's why I don't like koala bears. Koala bears do not have a cloaca. That cannot be true. Yes, they do. No, they're a marsupial. So? I'm pretty sure that most marsupials have a separate waist hole. (laughs) No, it's all the same. Reproduction hole? No, it's all the dirty same hole. I need an immediate fact check. I'm waiting, waiting on a fact check here because I I cannot believe that for oh my one God, second. It's take forever. Do koala bears actually have a cloaca? That's nuts. That can't be true. It is. It's totally true. Okay, no, they're so much cooler than a cloaca. Okay, fine. The male koala has a bifurcated penis, i.e., a separate reproductive organ than his waist place, and the oh, female whatever. has I thought they had two. Cloacas. Two lateral vaginas. I guess I take it back. I take back my cloaca and statement. Two uteri. I couldn't even handle one uterus. They have two. So it sounds like koalas basically put the bifurcated or forked penis into two different vaginas and like make it. No wonder they don't make that often. That sounds awful and uncomfortable. Jesus. <laughs> So anyway, besides koalas not actually having a cloaca, birds are really fun to watch, and <laughs> the birds of paradise do lots of fun dances. And can't I think the like narrator? The flower? I think the narrator is Stephen Fry. The are, like the flower birds of paradise? No, not the flower. The bird. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a family of birds, not even one species. It, it's okay because whole... I thought you were talking about like yes. birds of paradise, like the actual flower. And I was like, oh, it's beautiful. How is that? Yeah, it's out? just an hour of footage of just flowers. You just look at them, and it's nice. That's it. The, it's the beautiful, beautiful. It's just a flower. Here it is. Oh, look, another flower. No, they're birds. So like the birds that have those big, colorful bullshit dances they do when they're like, hey, ladies, and then the other birds. We have all the funny videos about them. That's the bird that's like, hey, Becky. Oh, yeah. I love that bird. I love that bird. Yeah. So they like, some of them like make a little nest and clean a little area and then do a little dance. Some of them have like a little team that backs them up and they all dance. And then one of them gets laid. Like, it's really fun. So I've been watching those a lot. Um, And then I also watched a recent one that was called like Life in Color. It's narrated by David Attenborough, who we love. Oh, my gosh. He could read the dictionary to me. Honestly, that that guy could just read the phone book and I'd be like, yes, please. Yeah, Sam Elliott too, though. (laughs) Oh, but only if Sam Elliott is also being a cowboy when he does it. Oh, of course. I don't want his like Ram truck voice. I want his like Big Lebowski voice. Yeah, yeah. Like, of course. I want everyone's last name in the phone book to be Sarsaparilla. Ugh, yeah. (laughs) So that's... What I've been watching a lot of is those kinds of documentaries that are like one specific type of nature. I tried the Disney nature. Be warned, people. The big cats of Africa, Disney nature, not all the babies make it. And that is not acceptable. Okay, see, I was. Well, thank you for warning me. I have no intention of watching that now. Never do it. Um, Because I do not want to see adorable baby cubbies just get dot whatever. I just, you don't I see them. They just I can't even missing. think about it. It's awful. I cried. They just and can't even think about it. And you're like, wait, where did so-and-so go? Gone. No. No. Nope. New. So Mama Cheetah loses some babies, and that's not oh, okay. No. However, the bear one, babies do not die. Rest assured, I will give you the spoiled end. Babies are fine at the end. 
excellent watch. Very interesting to see the kinds of things that bears have to go through and how much it's being uh, sort of impacted by climate change. Although they do like anthropomorphize the bears a lot. So there's lots of like bears are having these kinds of feelings and you're like bears may or may not actually have those feelings. We don't know because they're bears, but humans have those feelings and you can't project those onto bears. So please stop. Well, I, sh- I feel like any person who projects human feelings onto animals should stop. We just I mean, I do, do it to my dog. Of- I know I do it to my dogs too, but still. <laughs> But I'm not making a nature documentary about my dog because my dog is not in nature. My dog is in my house. I could come over and shoot a nature documentary like your house is nature. You could. That is definitely a thing that could happen. (laughs) If you're ever bored on a Sunday and you don't have anything to do, call me over. I feel like that's a video that's short enough to put on Snapchat. (laughs) You're like, oh, that that was nice. 30 seconds of nature documentary. (laughs) Oh, look, and it's gone. Never never to return. My dog evolved to perfectly camouflage with my couch. JK, I bought a black cover for my couch and my dog is also black. Is it selection? Who can say? So the cool thing about the bird thing, just to go back to it for one second, is that when you listen to birds and they're like out there singing their little songs, most of the time all they're saying is, hey, ladies, hi. Hi, ladies. I'm cool with Get that. some. And I'm like, yeah. So now when I go out and I sit in my yard and I'm like, oh, birds are making noises. I'm just hearing a bunch of dude birds trying to get laid. And I'm like, all right. Uh, just, we have nature's gross. We have morning doves. Mm, the biggest idiots. Oh, God. I love them, though. I They're love so their sweet. call. Yes. They're stupid. And their little wings make that noise that like whoa, 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 when they fly. It's from mm-hmm. their wings. I always thought it for their faces. They're like, oh, come on, come on, come on. nope. Their little wings making that noise. Nope. They're so stupid though. They're so dumb. We have a pair that's around and we think that we may have a thruple because we usually see three of them hanging out together. And birds I'm for the thruple situation. Birds definitely thruple. So if oh, anyone thought that I didn't birds know are monogamous, birds thruple. they totally do. There's lots of examples of bird thruples in nature. So, uh, po- you know, monogamy is not like, the nature's way. So I'm putting big quotation fingers because a lot of people are like, oh, polyamory is like unnatural quotation fingers. It is not. Nature does a lot of that kind of stuff. So anyway. Survival of the species. Makes sense. Yeah. Make babies, raise babies in safe environments. More adults means more safety for babies. Shoot, female rhinos won't even be fertile uh, unless there are enough female rhinos around to keep relative safety for the babies. And they like sharpen their horns down and like file them on rocks to these vicious points and stuff because they have a whole system, but they won't even menstruate if they don't have enough female rhinos around. Wow, I didn't know that either. That is also incredibly interesting. I took a wild tour at the San Diego Safari Park. And let me tell you, those people know their business. I like it. Yeah, it was very cool. Baby rhinos make a very cute noise. Well, I'm sure they do. It's a very cute little squeak. I just want to send you a video. (laughs) I will send you a picture later. Okay. All right, let's get into this episode, though. Let's do it. All right, so this time we were watching, we both watched the same episode of the same show because we were talking and I was like, hey, remember that show on MTV where all those people did dares in weird places? And you were like, oh, yeah, fear. And I was like, <gasps> and I got like thrown back into middle school. And I was like, oh, uh, fear. 
No one else remembers this show, though. No one. It's just us. Despite how widely watched it was. I know, but like... I have never met another person who watched this show until I talked to you and I was like mentioned it offhand and we've been friends for years and I had no idea. Yeah. That watched this show. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't know that. Of course you do. But like, of course I'd watch this show. It's like, remember that dumb show on MTV that was, uh, and I was like, oh yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so fear on MT fear by MTV is what it's called. It's available on YouTube. Uh, you can find partial episodes or full episodes. Sometimes people will do a playlist of all the episodes in a season, which is cool. If they edit it well, it's easy to stop in between and like refill your popcorn. If they don't, then you have to like be ready with the pause button. So we watched episode two, which was St. Agatha's Hospital for the Chronically Ill, which is absolutely not the name. No, it is not the name. They changed the name to preserve the locations so some of the some of the episodes the names were changed um saint agatha is being would be one of them it's actually the um fairfold state hospital it's in connecticut so state hospitals once upon a time the there was funding from the state for mental health and they had a lot of hospitals set up for the quote chronically ill or for they, that's when they used to use the word asylum <laughs> Ugh, right. word. so it was really for hospitalizing people for whom the standard of care was higher than the family or their local provider could provide so if somebody needed constant care or 24-hour care or needed crisis care that was beyond what the family could provide so in some ways, very, very good. What we only hear about from this end, however, is all the abuses and terrible ways that the money was used and embezzled and whatever from all these hospitals, which obviously that cannot be the case for every one of them. But, um, and the ways that families abuse these hospitals by sending people there who didn't really belong there. So we hear a lot of like stories of people being sent there simply because they have a disability or because there's a family secret they don't want to come out or because they're a woman who's not conforming to the things that they want her to conform to or what have you so there's a long history of abuses in these places there's also a lot of good arguments for states providing funding for mental health and hospitals in this way however that has nothing to do with this show no it doesn't the objective of show it is a reality competition show where you ghost hunt essentially well yeah sort of right the whole idea is that they're supposed to go do some dares in a spooky place most of the time these dares use some equipment or concepts from ghost hunting or from paranormal investigation or from psychic practice and they go to these places and do these things and if they make it through all the dares they get prize money but they have to record all of it and the yeah, second rule all, is it's all recorded they each yeah. contestant is outfitted with a vest and a camera that faces directly at their face so that we can catch all of that good gory goodness when they freak out and run and scream what is um, that called that thing where they do like live footage like that cinema verte Thank you. So yeah, they do. That is how they record all the dares, except for when they're in the safe room, which is recorded primarily by what looks like a security camera or a series of security cameras. And then the other only other rule is that they have to do all the dares to get the prize money. And if somebody quits, they still have to do those dares. So like if someone quits mid dare and they can't do it, then the other contestants have to still do that dare. Yep. 
And the grand prize is what five thousand dollars. It's hard to $5, say five thousand dollars a person. It, it, it's difficult to say because it's it changes. I think five five dollars thousand is, is like the amount, but during the course of the game, they introduce additional challenges, and those additional challenges can be worth like up to you know three thousand dollars or whatever. Yeah, so it's it's difficult to tell, and the amount of prize money sort of changed over the seasons, and they were trying to figure out how much prize money they could realistically offer people to one, get them to do the dares and two, where they don't make the show too expensive to produce, which they ended up, I think, failing at. But yeah, the show was canceled due to the high cost of production, but it was MTV's second top rated show. Wow. So that was behind what the real world. Yeah. <laughs> I, whatever. Also I five strangers? To... No, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Also five strangers. This is, I watched the real world. Five Hawaii. strangers picked to live in a house. Ruthie, man. I just remember there being a hot mess with basically people not being able to manage being drunk and thirsty at the same time. Yeah, I remember Ruthie from that show. I don't remember anyone's names ever. Like I I did. I do because she had like you would totally like you'll probably remember because I'm like she was the one who was always blackout drunk. Yeah, like, that's true. That's probably the one I remember. <laughs> always blackout drunk and like to the point of like they had to carry her out of the spa when she passed out. Oh my god. Yeah. So they did yeah. like a reboot of that show, but they did it for lesbians and they called it the real L word. And they were like, we kind of want to do like a real world, but with lesbians vibe. And it was mm-hmm. just as much of a hot fucking mess. I think but it wasn't a competition you, show. I think you anytime you lock people up and feed them alcohol, like shit's gonna get nuts like I mean come on that's why people watch the bachelor honestly people make bad decisions when they're drinking i feel like that's the heart of reality television most of the time yeah i mean i don't make bad decisions when i'm drinking i have fun <laughs> i'm sure everyone says that about yes. when they're drinking <laughs> no everybody says that about me no, i'm just kidding oh perfect of course they do <laughs> okay. every single person so this i want to talk about this computer interface they use to get their dares God, that's can we so just silly. talk about it it's this- so silly. It was like literally like some sad, like it was so old. And if like, I feel like in 2000, when the show came out, like they had better technology and it didn't have to look like where know, in the world is Carmen or-, or Oregon Trail. Yeah. Yeah. Did you fucking ever play where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Because that game on floppy is Carmen, Carmen San Diego. San- yes. <laughs> so. Carmen San Diego, uh, where in the world is Carmen San Diego, the computer game? I had it on floppy, and it's like one of the things that introduced me to geography. And I was like, oh, geography and history are interlinked and culture's interesting. Oh my God. Future history major that would drop out of high school or college or whatever. Anyway, drop out of college. So <laughs> you made, made it through, it through high, high school. school. I did. I made it through somehow, skin of my teeth, uh, because of the recommendation of a couple of very forgiving teachers. Anyway, it like took where in the world is Carmen San Diego. And like made it spooky. And I was like, that's sort of yeah. that interface with all the buttons and everything and just went like, but instead of showing you the pyramids, it shows you a map of the hospital and mm-hmm. this is where you need to go. So that whole interface was a joke. And I agree. It's like 2000. I remember 2000. Yeah. Like there was way more <laughs> There was way better technology, and like, I was like, I was thinking about the like the uh, the movies that the CG movies had that had come out by that time. I'm like, come on, man! Can like, I why mean, does this look like a sh- like why does this look like a second grader's PowerPoint presentation? 
seriously, the interface for LimeWire looked better than this show. <laughs> I know. Oh my God, that's that's something I would never thought I would hear again. LimeWire. Yeah, that super cool interface that makes you look like that guy in the every, like, if you were to Google image search hacker, there's a guy in a gray hoodie with a bunch of like matrix shit behind him with the little lines of code. That's exactly what LimeWire made every dude feel like they were doing. Like, oh, I'm a hacker. I'm just going to. It was torrenting before torrenting was a thing. Napster. I'm just going to see all my oh, Napster rip. Screw you, Metallica. Don't at me, though. <laughs> so the computer game that was on floppy, uh, the, the show Carmen Sandiego is fantastic. If you haven't watched it, please do. Gina Rodriguez. Chef's kiss. So you find the show on YouTube. Like I was saying that earlier, you can find it like on playlists. We found individual episodes, which was very cool. So did we. YouTube is like this trash fire of racist ramblings, conspiracy theories, and then like golden television that was rudely canceled. So all of the times where I'm like, oh, I want to watch that show. Oh, shoot, it was canceled. YouTube, do you have it? And most of the time they do, which is lovely. I've watched every episode of like 90s cartoons I can't find anywhere. Gargoyles, get it. Get oh, I love that show. It was so good. So I went on YouTube anyway. So do that. I will. Yeah. And then I think the only other thing that the real world was behind, I think like on the on the great bus of reality television, reality competition television anyway, uh, real world sat right behind Survivor. Yeah, it did. And Fear by MTV, this show sat right behind the real world. So uh, it was pretty big for the fact that I can't find any fucking person who's ever heard of it besides you now. Uh, well, it's fine because that's, uh, that's who matters. matters anyway. Me. So how do they come on to the show? I uh, probably some casting agent like they probably were like road rules or uh, (laughs) they were it was no 25 year olds yeah it's totally what MTV did questionable decisions come on that's what they did on road they they were road rules and uh real world rejects they were like we got another show that you might be interested in oh my god road rules they were like so we don't want you for road rules but how are you at making terrible choices excellent would you like some money? Will you wear a camera? Are you a shrieker, do you think? Or more of a... A yelper. Right. <laughs> a yelper. Do you shriek? Do you yelp? Do you puke when a put, bag is put on your head? Poor How Stephanie. Much motion sickness do you think you get? Oh, the poor, poor Stephanie. I mean, I'm sorry. Pink? Or was it red? Her name was red? Because, like, the show, nobody has any names. You only have colors. Oh, right. They name you a color, and that's that. So that you don't get your gear mixed up or whatever. I don't know. I'm sure like it's some importance, but whatever. I think it's sort of like when they draw straws, they're like, oh, I'm going to pick this color. And then like when the dares are divvied up by color. So it's like randomized or what have you. Um, because they can't, when they write the dares, be like, Stephanie's going to do this. Yeah. So they, they wrote them ahead of time. So like, I guess we have to give you, a, should we give them a number or a color? And someone in that development meeting was like, a the color. color. And they were like, yeah, giving people numbers is rude, but colors, aha. They do that on Survivor. Yeah, no, I did, however, absolutely love that she threw up um, with the hood on her head. In like, the hood. In the hood. Yeah. <laughs> like, they have barely gotten to the location. Things have not even gotten scary. And she was like, you know what, guys? Nope. So I wonder if she had told her family and friends that she was going to be on a TV show. And then when they're like, hey, whatever happened to that TV show you were on? She was like, oh, I canceled. <laughs> no one ever watched it. 
<laughs> she probably has grown up, has kids now. They probably found it accidentally on the internet. Hey, Googled mom, her remember mom. the time you puked in a bag on TV? <laughs> remember when you had a bag on your head and you threw up? Like, it was pretty funny. Remember you were wearing that weird prisoner hood and you puked on TV? <laughs> no, as soon as they would have pulled out blindfolds, I would have been out. <laughs> oh, no bag over your head, huh? No, I would not have been okay with a bag over my head. We don't want you to see where we're taking you. I'm sorry, <laughs> horror movies start this way. No, thank you. I've watched enough horror movies I'm to like, know where this is going. Yeah, can we put it? I'll like I'll put it on like as soon as they get there and like take it off real quick. I bet if she could have, she would have canceled earlier. Yeah. As soon as she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna puke in this bag," I'm sure that was like she had a discussion with a producer and was like, "Hey, I'd love to quit right now." And they were like, "At least wait till we get to the place." <laughs> I'm going to throw up. No, no, no. It's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And then there's puke just dripping down from the front of the bag. So it didn't even go through the bag, which was really disturbing. <laughs> down her front. <laughs> that means there's like this like horse feed bag of vomit in front of her face. And I'm like, no. I would have hated. And she was in the front of the line. So everybody had to like trans. Like, and, right. And that means. Vomit the smell and that like if my aunt is listening to this she will vomit just from hearing it so i'm like oh i'm so sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i love you so yeah she pukes in her bag and so their their heads are bagged and they're walked into the safe room which is just a room that they lit uh and then the rest of the hospital is mostly blocked off they have of course opened up the places that they want to use Mm -hmm. but the rest of the hospital is probably like you know safely closed up can we talk about the theme song for a moment? Because I was... You mean Godsmack? Yeah, it was like middle school punched me in the face and then kissed me in the forehead. Yeah. Like in two seconds. I was just like, oh my God, Godsmack. I love this album. Oh my God. I had that album. Yeah, I was instantly 14 again, which I've realized now means that anyone listening to this can decipher my age. Oh no, I'm not ageless any longer. I'm in my early late 30s. It's fine. I have been in my early late 30s for years. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to tell anybody when I turn 40. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just going to say I'm almost 40 for the rest of my life. How old are you? Almost 40. Because I feel like if you haven't done anything with your life at 40, it's all downhill from there. Just boop, done. No? Maybe? No. I think there's plenty of time. I'm plenty kidding. I only found, I mean, I only found and captured my wife after she was 40. Oh, yeah. Captured. I did. I used a snare trap that I got from the Hunger Games. That's fantastic. I used a bear trap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I made sure she wasn't going anywhere. (laughs) That's right. That is what happens when you disable their ability to leave. Yeah. They have to stay with you. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I obviously just bamboozled her. So now she loves me, which is also a good I, thing. my wife loves me as well i mean she she has a thing for bear traps she doesn't she does she has a thing for bear traps and 14 years of marriage i mean best bear trap ever yeah best bear trap ever yeah i um i mean truthfully who who pursued who let's let's take that we can unpack that another time oh really no okay because I'm like, it's pretty obvious. Like I was like, Mah, hello. Oh, I don't, I don't actually. Know. I think that we pursued each other with uh, Stacy, and I am pretty sure there was a distinct co-pursuit. 
Oh, she had just been dumped and I swooped in. I promised ice cream in a movie. Oh, dang. That was a good swoop. Thank you. Yes, girl. Uh, shopped around with her, shopped around, shopped around one of her really good friends to tell me what sort of movie she was into. So I knew how to pick like the right one. So Spaceballs. Very nice. Is what did it for her. Yeah. And soothing her sadness with your vagina. Uh, you mean my bear trap? Yeah, girl. Get that. <laughs> the black gates are open. Yes. Yes, girl. So once she assaulted your Death Star, everything was good. Yeah. And we were unsep- inseparable since. Yeah. That's awesome. We love that. Mm-hmm. We love both of you. Let's get back to these dares, which is not, in fact, how I got married. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Okay, so they all get walked in in bags. Stephanie pukes in her bag. Poor Stephanie, rip. Also, brief moment. If you want to see another depiction of hospitals for the chronically ill, misused for other people's enjoyment or whatever, uh, the movie Sucker Punch. Good time. Zack Snyder, if you're into Zack Snyder's movie making style. If not, skip it. It looks like it's based on a graphic novel, but graphic novel came after. So anyway. So Fairfield State Hospital is this place they went yep it's in connecticut thank you i had no fucking idea because basically i have no clue what parts of the show is truthful so they do like this thing where they show like this is information about the hospital along the bottom of the screen or in the video and then they dare them to go do a thing like the stories they tell about the hospital i have zero idea what's true what isn't and i honestly like i didn't even look into it i was like great i'm cool magic is real there's definitely ghosts and psychics are going to matter and it's going to be great and I'm just watching this because I want to eat a lot of popcorn and be tense at the same time oh it's a great show for that yeah it was great so this is like my most like living dangerously is when I don't fact check a show I'm watching that's okay because I did you're you're incredible (laughs) so the things that they said about various people who had been at the hospital like, I believe there were caged areas where they, that they used to separate perhaps more violent or unruly or uncontrollable people. With the research I did, the, oh, did do, uh, the, the tunnel systems, however, were, were a real thing. Um, and that is how they mostly moved patients and uh, the deceased. So they did actually move patients and deceased people through the tunnels? Through the tunnel system, yes. Okay, see, I understood there being a tunnel system for moving stuff because, like, moving stuff around can be really disorienting for people who need a lot of structure. And so, like, I imagine that there's a lot of people for whom that would be very, like, disruptive if they see a dead body roll by. Um, So stuff and dead bodies and the whole morgue transportation system, I was like, yeah, absolutely. But the tunnel system, just, like, for general travel, I was like, I don't... Yeah, it was also used for general, general travel. Incredible. We have a bunch of tunnels in San Diego. Did you know? Yeah, uh, Riverside too. Yeah, tons of places underneath large streets because they were like, we can't tell people to stop their cars for pedestrians. So we'll just make sure the pedestrians walk under the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, wild solution to an interesting problem. Okay, so we talked about the theme song because I, hmm, every time I hear it now, I'm like, is it Fear on MTV? Is it or is it Godsmack? It's both. Am I just listening to Godsmack? What's happening? So chronically ill, I want to take a second because that refers to a lot of different kinds of people. 
-hmm. And they do talk about a bunch of them on the show with a bunch of like grainy footage of people who worked there talking about like certain rooms having bad vibes or there being uh, lobotomies done in certain rooms or like. Lobotomies are a terrible thing. They were an awful practice that I think still exists in the world. So I don't, I believe that uh, its medical significance has been shifted and its use, the uses of lobotomies are there. There are legitimate reasons to lobotomize, but they're limited. Um, And I only know that because of watching Grey's Anatomy. But there's like, it's like super dramatic, right? They use all this like super dramatic, like, and then there were dead people, bum, bum, bum. Or there was violence and someone killed themselves, bum, bum, bum. To like hype you up for this dare they're about to do. Yeah. I don't know if any of those stories are real. Um, And there's no way for us to really tell. I mean, from like the little bit of research I was able to do on Wikipedia, doesn't really go into like any of these tragic, significant stories. That, what about the psychic? Oh, the psychic? You mean Miss Lorraine Warren, the yeah. paranormal investigator of paranormal investigators? Yes. Please tell me all about her because they showed up with her as the psychic. I was so excited when she showed up. I'm like, it's Lorraine Warren. Babe, babe, it's Lorraine Warren. Lorraine Warren. Like, and she just looks at me and she's like, I don't know who that is. I'm like, oh, it's Lorraine Warren. So Lorraine and Edward... Were those the people in The Conjuring? Yes. Okay, thank you so much for connecting. So I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the psychic that was in The Conjuring. And also, also, um, whatever the movie that was like Amityville. Uh, Amityville? Oh, yeah, that one. Okay, great. <laughs> so it, they, she, they, uh, her and her husband, um, both uh, paranormal investigators, Lorraine's a psychic, um, and they were both self-confirmed demonolo- demonologists. So they are, their cases have like spurred tons of movies. So like the trilogy of The Conjuring, Annabelle, the Annabelle trilogy, the Amityville Horror, and the movie The Nun are all sort of based on their significant cases. And like, mm-hmm. if you want to see Annabelle, you can go see her. Like she resides at the Warren's Occult Museum. Is Annabelle, so Annabelle and The Conjuring, weren't those made by the same people? Yes. Okay, because I saw that The Conjuring movies had Annabelle in them, and then there's like a spin-off trilogy about Annabelle. Yeah, and right? Annabelle, the, the doll. Annabelle's a real doll. She's still out there. You can go visit her. Wait, wait, she's wait. At- she's not a real doll. She is a doll in reality. She yeah, is not I a mean, real doll. Oh, I mean, not like... like are we- oh, yeah. No. Not like, I mean, Mm-mm. that would make for an interesting interesting is, telling of this story if that were the case that is a different hbo special <laughs> <laughs> i remember real sex um i'm just saying real sex on hbo about real dolls yeah i mean technically she is a real doll but she is not in fact a real doll tm pending i'm sure it's patented by now oh my god do you remember the hustler store on uh sunset boulevard where you could go in and see the two <laughs> okay so they brought the like they brought a bunch of <laughs> uh i went to a convention once and i'm gonna keep all the names out of it to keep myself out of trouble they went to a convention once where there was prototypes of real where you could test you not really you could touch parts which ended up i think was supposed to be like a cool showroom 
ended up being sort of like playing around in Ted Bundy's living room. And it oh. was like very like Jeffrey Dahmer's playhouse. It was super gross, right? Because real dolls, like, they're like, it feels real. I'm like, yeah, real cold. Not what I'm looking for in a sexual partner. So that turned into like a very creepy, different sort of situation for me. So I went and I was like, I think this is meant to be arousing. And I'm a little worried about anyone who is aroused at this booth. Like, I feel like there needs to be an FBI agent at this booth, keeping track of everybody who leaves this booth with a boner. <laughs> Sir, can you sign this form, please? Like, can you sign this form, please? We need to compare your handwriting just... to a couple of cold cases we're looking into. So it was very creepy, and I think unintentionally so. But I don't know if it was the yeah, I, I mean, real dolls totally... or if it was just a similar type of thing. But I was just like, no, thank you. You think hmm. that would that would have made for an interesting demo? Yeah, and I appreciate real sex is uh, sort of their viewpoint of trying to make kind of all kinds of exploration of human sexuality acceptable and okay. Uh, and especially with the enjoyment of various kinds of adult novelties and things like that. So I was like, okay, that was cool. But I also, in real life, I was like, this is, this is something creepier than I want. Oh, I see that now. Which is saying something, um, I'm pretty creepy. Yeah. However, if you want to go visit Annabelle the doll. Oh, yes. Uh, you can. She resides at the Warrens Occult Museum. The Warrens and have I, an occult museum? Yeah. Uh, Lorraine Warren since passed on. Um, her husband died in 2006 and she passed in 2019. But oh. uh, they still have their, their museum is still being rent, operated. Well, rest in peace to them. They did a lot of work that I'm sure that they were uh, very passionate about. So the fact that they, they were. have a, a museum to all things sort of demonology and occult is interesting. I hope that there's uh, substantial stewardship of the Annabelle doll and security. Yeah, uh, seriously, you don't want her to end up on like a garage sale. You don't want her to get out. Okay, so she's the psychic in this episode. So she's got some Yeah, shots. she's the psychic in this episode. So yeah. Um, so as soon as I saw her, I got super excited. Yeah, I saw her and I was like, oh, okay, they brought in a psychic. Interesting. But I didn't know that it was Lorraine Warren. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, when we were watching it, I was like, I'm sure that that, I feel like that name is important, but I didn't put it together. Okay, so that's, that's basically Lorraine Warren tells you that this place has some serious bad vibes. Yeah. Okay, so that's a really good space to like start the whole dare process where it's like, this is a hospital. Creepy things happened here. Lorraine Warren says it's creepy. You're now aware this is creepy intense. This girl puked in her hood. Let's go into it. And they are Stephanie. I don't remember any of their names. It's Red. Her name is Red. Okay, she's Red. Great. So Red is there. So the other thing that I found interesting for this episode which they did not do in the last episode is that one of them is just like chilling inside the hospital with a hood and a straight jacket just waiting to be scooped up yeah in a straight jacket and a hood in the dark in a hospital with bad vibes so in a hospital with bad vibes just waiting to be scooped up as this person in a hood in a straight jacket (sighs) that exactly there is like i'm like oh you there you already one you got sat down here by the producers so you know that you're being sat here but also 
you don't know where you are. It is dark. You know that you're in this hospital and like at some point you hear people coming towards you and that, that fills me with fear. I would have pooped my pants. Yeah. Same. So I found out that like watch rewatching the show, like I would not have been down for any of the dares. No. Um, <laughs> no. Like, you could not have paid me to be that guy. But like, no, excuse me, ma'am. We want you to sit in a straitjacket in the dark with the... Nope. I yeah, wouldn't even let them finish talking. And I would have been like, nope. At midnight in an old shutdown mental facility, uh, mental health facility, I would like you to sit there on the floor in a straitjacket with a hood on your head. How many horror movies start this way? No. But we, but we promise you'll be okay. No. No. I don't think you heard me the first. No. The answer is no. So uh, thank you for coming. No. Uh, goodbye. So that's the first dare is they have to go find him. So they do. They go find him and bring him back. And his name was Jim? Question mark. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Then the next dare is auto drawing in the lobotomy room. I would And love once again, no. That's a fun sentence. You think like fun things are going to happen there. Ooh, no. <laughs> There's nothing but party times in the lobotomy room when you're auto drawing. Can you tell us a little bit about auto drawing? Yeah, it's like psychic drawing. You sit down and you just wait and you feel, you draw. You put your hand on the paper and it just goes. It's different for everybody. The gentleman who did it this in this way, in this episode, like you can sort of read the word yes through his auto drawing, but if not, just a bunch of scribbles. Okay, great. That's what I got from it too. There was something that he wrote that like the they made a very dramatic deal of, but I do not for the life of me now it's remember. Sort of made out it sort of looked like the word yes. Because he was asking questions that he had to ask. That was the point, was he was supposed to go and sit there and like blank his mind out, ask questions to the empty room, and then get and then make yeah. his hand move and then get somewhere. And yes is what came out. Okay. Do yeah. you want the prize money? Yes. um sounds great okay so then there's another one where one of them has to go and collect blood from a room's like a stain in one of the rooms Mm -hmm. and this one i they sort of lost me like i stopped buying at this one i was like oh mentally i was like hang on a second this hospital's been closed for how long that blood's been there for how long and they just left it there in a hospital just blood like a blood stain just remained I doubt it. I just don't. And like he walks into the room and they show this picture of this stain on the floor. And I'm like, that looks like a roof leak. That doesn't look like a blood stain. That looks like a carpet got messed up, but not from blood. But I just don't believe that people like, what did that blood stain happen right as they were shutting the hospital doors? And it was like Dante's peak of hospital shuttings. And then like, I don't know. So I was just like, I mean, or they sort, I think they sort of allude to the fact that the hospital was so run down. It just didn't get attended to. Yeah. But I still don't really, but it just doesn't like, yeah. And like, you don't just leave a heap of blood on the floor. Somebody could slip a 40 year old blood stain. I doubt it. So he had to go collect this blood sample anyway. So he goes and like chips off a little piece of it or whatever and throws it in a little bottle. Very scientific wearing gloves and everything. Yeah. Biohazard. That's, you know, it's fine. 
I'm surprised he didn't just get on the floor and like lick the blood stain up, and that's how he collected the sample. Like he was not mm, pennies. Mmm, taste fun. Like he didn't do anything. Like there wasn't like oh, I'm gonna put on these gloves. I have to use this little swab and a like careful saline solution. And like I was like, where's the luminal? Yeah, I've watched enough fucking CSI yeah, where's to know this is not how you take a blood sample. Where's the luminal? Not how you do it. So sampling a blood stain, great. He picks up little pieces of the carpet, throws them in a little tube wonderful makes it back to the room he's done so then the next one is the one of the people has to go and fetch some ghost hunting equipment from the tunnel conveniently the tunnel that has the most spider webs of any other part of the tunnel and it is at a place where he has to crouch to get to it and this is the part where i would have peed my pants and left very easily quit this would have been like a oh i'm sorry what no I, I would have been out at hip waiters. <laughs> I'm sorry. You want me, you to, want me what? to what? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I'm not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No part of hip waiters sounds like a, something I want to be a part of. Not even if Halston designed them. <laughs> no. No. I read it on my face. The answer's no. Oh, let me get you a Ouija board. No. Oh, fuck that. You mean the devil's post-it notes? So we're going to get to the devil's post-it in just a moment. So, okay. So he goes and fetches this like little bag. Of, it's like a duffel bag of ghost hunting equipment. I say with large quotation marks, reference our previous episode. That stuff's hard to find online because mostly it's created by the people who use it. So he goes over and finds this bag full of gadgets gadgets and gizmos are plenty fights through the spider webs to get there and then as soon as he touches the bag people off screen whatever there's lots of thumping and bumping noises there's a lot of screaming and heavy breathing i'm eating a lot of popcorn just fistfuls into my mouth he screams and makes it back to the safe room great well done i feel like he's i feel like he was green yeah okay green ends up getting the short straw on most of these Mm-mm. green gets the worst challenges just just don't be green if that's don't your favorite color green. just change it it's let it go. sorry it's fine you can have a different favorite color that doesn't mm-hmm. need to be green okay so now's the time where they start mentioning the idea of using a ouija board which no just a bag of nopes So one of the women quits on as soon as the Ouija board's mentioned. And she says it's for religious grounds, which I'm kind of like, sure, it's on religious grounds. That's fine. But is it? Or is it just because she knows that that's the devil's post-it and you do not play with Ouija boards? I mean, I've seen idle hands. It's just, no. (laughs) Idle hands? The 90s classic? Yeah, the 90s classic. The incredible Seth Green film? Oh my God. Yeah, with the beer bottle (laughs) stuck in his head. I fucking love that shit. In the movie for like a third of it, but it's still a Seth Green film. Yeah, he's so good in that movie. Like, yeah. so good. It's okay. Yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer was a Seth Green show as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was in that, wasn't he? Yeah, he was for a couple seasons. So, Ouija board. They're like, okay, here's a Ouija board. Lady quits. I don't remember if it's Stephanie. I don't think so. No, um, not Stephanie. She had already quit. Um, so, no, she's still there at this point, I think. Was she? Yeah, she quits later. Oh, is she the one that... Okay, anyway. So 
there's a Ouija board situation and the whole idea is they have to take the Ouija board and the blood sample and go down and do a seance in the room, one of the cages where the violent patients were kept or separated out when they were being violent or whatever. Now, the problem with this is that when they go down to the cage, the producers of the show have set up the most gorgeous seance table I've ever seen in my life, but it's very like know, right? satanic panic chic. There's like a big <laughs> satanic panic chic. <laughs> There's like a, a big designer pentagram in the middle of it. There's some symbols they don't understand around it. And there's six. Where I, did you get that? Where did you get that pentagram? Oh Anthropology. God. Right. It looks like it should At be West Stone. <laughs> Pottery Barn. Like it's, <laughs> it's overpriced satanic panic wear. So uncommon goods. And they on purpose got candles that don't evaporate their wax that have the dripping wax. So they got like drippy oh, candles all around it. And it's all set up and ready. So I'm like, this wasn't there 10 minutes ago when one of these assholes came through here to do a different dare. So like in the process, while they were in the clean room, the producers were like, go, 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 go. Set up satanic panic, go. And they like went and set up. (laughs) Team satanic panic, you are clear to go. Yeah, in my mind, that's the code name they had for it. And they they went like, where's the PA with satanic panic? Where are they? And like, they had to go and set up the table for the seance. Which some little production assistant trying to like <laughs> juggle everything. Yes. Jimothy drops the coffees and goes to set up the satanic panic table. So they set up this like, and of course it's a low table. So you have to like kneel or sit on pillows. It can't just be like a regular S like, it's not like a card table. That's up tall. It's like a table. That's like, they ah. have to make it moody and you have to, right. have to like crisscross applesauce. Yes. You have exotic, to sit down. Everybody. <laughs> It's exotic to sit on the floor crisscross applesauce <laughs> for your seance. <laughs> so everyone like sits on the floor around this table and they start doing the seance. And I think Jim, whatever color he was, he's the guy in the hood, the superstar nerves Straight of steel. Straight jacket man. Straight jacket man. Has the Ouija board out and he starts to like really enact some, some feeling woozy. What did you think about his like feeling weird during the seance oh dude i would have been so out of there i would have been like no jim you need to calm your shit no (laughs) no i would have been in there nope nope no just i would have just said no i would have been a terrible person like this is not my show i feel like jim's that guy that when you're in this particular situation like he's that guy that you're hanging out with the first time you smoke weed and he's the guy that goes i think i'm starting (laughs) to feel something before he's even smoked any yeah, like as soon as he walked in, like he got put like one big toe into the spooky tip place and he was like, guys, do you feel that? Yeah. Do you feel that? Guys? Exactly. Guys, do you feel that? Yeah. Like he's the guy that you can sell him oregano and be like, this is yeah. weed. And he's like, oh, dude, I'm totally tripping right now. And you're like, that's the last not- person you actually <laughs> want to invite to a seance. Yeah. He's the guy you sell aspirin to at a rave. Oh, those guys are cool. Yeah, so he's like, I'm rolling hard. And you're like, "Um, you sure are, buddy. So I didn't (laughs) really, (laughs) I didn't get uh, any sort of authentic vibes from his uh, trip to the paranormal. But I know the woman with him certainly was uncomfortable. Yeah, and she bounced. She bailed after that. That was Stephanie. That was was our girl, Stephanie. Oh, was that vomit lady? Yeah. Oh, I didn't remember her making it this long. I thought she was like, I vomited, I'm out. Yeah. 
Oh, that's right. She made it a long while. Well done, Stephanie. Red, we appreciate you. So red and green had to go do the seance together. Mm-hmm. Poor green. I'm having a little bit of fun in my mind that the Christmas it's Christmas had to, go, had to go play Satan games. <laughs> <laughs> Would like the nightmare before Christmas when holidays collide. This is Halloween. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. So they go do that thing. And then, so Stephanie quits because Jim got super weird. She was like, I don't know about all this. And she's like, bye. And honestly, I think that's most activities I've ever done. Women quit because Jim got weird. <laughs> Why did all the women quit? I know, I know I have definitely quit activities because Jim got weird. Honestly, there's been many an event ca- uh, party or activity that I've gone, you know, I think I hear my mom calling me because Jim got weird <laughs> Jim got somewhere weird. in the middle of it. Yeah. Oh, Jim. Uh, oh, Jim. So the next one is the one that would have for sure, if the other ones didn't get me and I somehow managed to get my way through them, the next one would have gotten me and I would have said no. And that is that green, our buddy who had- Oh yeah, no, I couldn't have done that either. Yeah, he has to go lay in a morgue drawer in the cabinet for three minutes with radio silence in the dark. I couldn't, I, I couldn't do it. After midnight in a very haunted hospital. No, I just, I can't think of anything else to say, but new, new, even if it, well, like we're assuming it's haunted. I mean, I think we've established it's haunted at this point, but like, even if it was like a regular hospital, they're like brand new. There's only like two people have been in here. I would have been like mm. hospital with the lights on during the day. I would still be like, you want me to lay in the what? No, no. Well, we'll give you a couple thousand bucks. You would have to paint me. You need more, more zeros for that i don't want to lay lay in a morgue drawer until it's my time bodily fluids decay smell you know the drawers aren't really separated from each other so you could look over and see others like Mm. they're not individual little cabinets or i would die of claustrophobia it's like you open the door but it's like a row in there so it's all open in there which meant that like yeah you just look over and I would just see like, it would be like in that scene from the haunting of Hill house when he's in the basement mm-hmm. and he sees that monster crawling toward him. It would be like that, but I would be seeing it in my mind. It would just be not okay. Yeah. It would just be a whole lot. You know, what happened is the inside of that cabinet would smell like poop. Yes. <laughs> I would for sure. <laughs> my parents. Yes, I, would. I would not be far behind you. Nope. I would be like, cool. I'm glad I ate that for a meal earlier. So I would have quit then. I'm not sure why he didn't, but he didn't. And Godspeed. Uh, yeah, no, I would have quit then. I would have quit before then, to be honest. And like, he didn't do any, like he didn't, he had to like do it without any response. I didn't hear anything in the rules that said he couldn't cry or pray or weep or beg for mercy. He couldn't do any, like, I didn't hear any of that. As long as his radio wasn't on, i but he didn't do any of those things, which I found fascinating because I would have been at least weeping. I think I probably would have tried to sing a song to cheer myself up, but it would have what? been absolute nonsense. What song? Oh, I would make up a song. Oh, I would have. It's like <laughs> I would have sang. No, song I make up me songs. Lobby. <laughs> <laughs> the me lobby. That's it. I'd be in there. Yeah. Yep, that's what it would have been. I would have been in there and just been like, yeah, it's, it would have been like me singing this theme song to Sesame Street. Like it would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
the chocobo theme from final fantasy <laughs> oh god that'd be great how can you not be happy listening to that song <laughs> right that's that would be fine yeah whistling past the graveyard yep so that that would have gotten me but it didn't so he gets through that and they're like oh my god we made it through we get money and then it's like a bonus challenge so there's a oh, bonus fuck dare. that bonus challenge by this the bonus way i dare. would not Mm-mm. no for bless three thousand dollars or blue i believe it was blue bless blue for this so he has to go to an attic room where there's a creepy bell ringing kind of dude who apparently hung himself and that guy's supposed to be haunting this room and he's supposed to take some readings from an emf machine yeah an emf reader okay so that's an electromagnetic frequency mm-hmm. i don't know science science uh it's yeah a- electromagnetical it's an electro magnetic field reader ah an emf field reader okay so an electromagnetic field reader so yeah and while while he's up there and he's taking the readings he's supposed to report the readings back but they instruct him to walk into the room and then all the way to the part of the room in the back directly underneath where the person has hung himself and there is apparently a rope hanging from the ceiling for extra spook factor personally that would have taken me out of it because zero chance they left the rope but i would have been like that's not real but i can say that now because i wasn't there but for him i imagine that was very very scary so he walks the back into the room where the noose is hanging and he has to stand right underneath where it was they're telling him that's where it was and then he has to read them the readings and the readings uh, at this point say one and at this point it like reads against the bottom of the screen like one is the most activity available on the scale like that is the highest number it can record so that you're all like spooked and he's spooked and everyone's spooked there's a lot of heavy breathing then the guy's like okay come back and then lots of booming and banging noises and something is apparently chasing blue back to the safe room and i want to make a just a real general note that ghosts and demons do not respect safe rooms. So this like running away from something and then he gets to the safe room and he's safe. Terrifying. Not a ghost or demon, which is nice. Because if it had been a ghost or demon, again, with the pooping of my pants. I mean, they could have been afraid of the lights. Uh I'm kidding. No, obviously. <laughs> They're not going to respect boundaries. I mean, like, because that's because how they I, don't like, like Windows 95. Yeah. <laughs> that's for sure what it is. Yeah. No, it's the like, lights. Ew. It's the whole, it's what I tell myself every night before I go to bed. I'm like, okay, so like the lights are going to yeah. keep the spookies away. It's going to be great. Yeah, it'll be fine. The light on. Oh, me I'm too. I have, I have an octopus nightlight. I have a purple sort of situation. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. That definitely will cast a nice, you know, glare on whatever's coming after you. <laughs> you know, pretty purple hues of ghosties um, coming for Lisa. The purple monster eating me in my sleep. Excellent. <laughs> what I need now is more sleep paralysis. Excellent. <laughs> so the nightmare hands that come out of the walls are happy purple. Where's the? What was the? Oh, that was the, what was the drug that she was on in the, the exorcism of Emily Rose? 
Gambutrol. That's what you need. More mm-hmm. Gambutrol for her sleep paralysis. <laughs> no. <laughs> that apparently helped no. a lot. Nope. Nope. You mean folded her in half. You know. Made it prime prime time. So they get back. He got Blue gets his reward money, which is substantial. I think he gets five thousand extra bucks or three thousand extra bucks or something. And yeah, that's three. right. It was three because they all got three or they all got five and he got five. Eight. Yeah, yeah. So they get five thousand five thousand bucks each. He got eight thousand bucks because he did the bonus dare. I wonder what would have happened if they had all been like, "Yeah, I'll do a bonus dare," and then like lined up to go take readings in the attic. I don't know. So it seems like that was only available to him, which is sort of cool because he's like he's on a couple of other dares in the show and he's pretty rad he screams a lot which is i think ideal i like entertaining shows where men scream for once is kind of entertaining Mm. where men are shrieking in fear um i like where all people shriek in fear the whole time i think that that is ideal and heavy breathing on a really bumpy worn camera is you know my favorite kind of television it isn't though because obviously i got very ill during the blair witch project uh but 28 days later did it really well in the way that i managed which what that's why we sat through the blair witch this what i'm saying like i managed to get through blair witch and it was fine um but i was still like but 28 days later did it better i went and saw that in the theater i did as well it was very big I like that that style of filmmaking though because I that's one of the things I really loved about paranormal activity is they sort of took that found footage uh footage. what did you call it cinema verite mm-hmm. uh I that's that sort of style of filming I really liked it the whole idea that it was found footage I thought that was cool but anyway so this show is just uh recorded off of those kinds of cameras which means that you hear every rustle of clothing, every heavy breathing, every... Every footstep, every leaf crunch. Oh, man, and it was the early 2000s, so they also didn't, like, bleep out profanity. It was just silent. So you just see their mouth moving, going, shit, fuck, shit, shit, fuck, fuck, and nothing's happening audio. They just cut the audio for those parts, which I think is ideal. Yeah, This is so... And you see their face go fucking, and it's like nothing, insane. And it's like, yeah, 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 that's great. That's the end of their dares. They sort of like, go away, wait. Have they proved that there were ghosts there? No. Do they do all the dares and get some money? Yes. That's really the point of the show. Do dares get money? Which is a fine foundation. Yeah. I think, I think it's one of those shows that if they had been more able to invest more production wise, they could have done so much more with it. So I think for two seasons and 16 episodes, it was wildly successful. And I think it was a travesty that it was canceled. Yeah, I agree. Also, I think if they want to bring it back, you and I can co-host. 10,000%. I will happily create a different... I mean, my interface will be the same interface. I want that computer interface back. That's it. It's the only one. But we could be like off to the sides, like commentating. Oh my God. We could be the Stradlitter and Waldorf of Mm -hmm. Fear by MTV. Yep, just pay could us. Be worse. Sit and we watch could that. be in the basement. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could be the old Muppets. Yeah, that'd be perfect. We'll be the olds on that show because it'll all be like nineteen to twenty-five year olds who are oh all. Oh my god, babies! Gen Z babies. babies. Yes. Oh my god, like we could actually be parents. Ew! Why did you <laughs> do that? 
because it was true because we're at that age yeah it's true i'm a step parent and that's fun yeah i know but i mean that's cool that's good for you i'm no parent which is also good for me (laughs) i mean yeah that's it's a time I want to see if there's anything else you wanted to say about the Warrens or about their work. Because I feel like our call to action here should be two parts. One, MTV or whoever, bring this show back mm-hmm. immediately. I'm looking for a Netflix yeah. reboot. I'll take an HBO reboot. I will not watch an Amazon reboot, so don't try it. But like, I will oh, definitely- Amazon tries so hard. They try. They're so, so hard. They Project- I watched Project Runway. I love Project Runway and I can't do it. I loved it on Bravo. Yeah. Tim Gunn is everybody's drag mom. I me too. I loved Tim Gunn. Yes. Every time I'm at work and I like feel (sighs) down and I can't get it together, I hear Tim Gunn in my head going, make it work. And I'm like, you're right, Tim. I got it. I can bring it together. There's one more note that I wanted to add though. Um, If you like ghost hunting and you want to go to these places, cool. Do that. At your own risk. Um, If there is no trespassing signs, like, and you're gonna trespass, like, don't. But if you do, don't be a dick. Like, don't vandalize anything. These places are special and full of energy that, you know, don't need to be, like, tramped on by your Doc Martens. So that's my soapbox. And also, um, just want to say a note about using mental illness as the sort of trope of horror. Not my favorite. It's terrible. It's, yeah, it's awful. I understand the idea that people who are mentally ill tend to have more disturbed or upset deaths. And we think of things that are more emotionally fraught in, like, people who are more emotionally fraught in death as being more likely to stay behind or be less peaceful Um, And so are more likely to haunt. And I don't know that that is true. And even if we accept that hauntings and ghosts are all real, which I'm totally fine with, the idea that people who are mentally ill are more likely to haunt or more likely to be the ones that are are here is is not my favorite. So uh, using it as a trope of horror also is, I think we can move past that and be more compassionate to people who have and struggle with mental illness. Do we have any um, resources about the Warrens that we can provide? Um, I just use Wikipedia, but I can pull... um, Brenda, do you want to pull up some more information about the the Warrens? Brenda! Okay. So so, um, Okay. So the museum was closed due to zoning violations late last year. According to Newsweek, uh, the doll is no longer on display. Annabelle is currently in the possession of Ed and Lorraine Warren's son-in-law, Tony Sparrow. So at least she's being taken care of. Okay, so Annabelle's I would being... not want to keep her in my house, though. Whoa. No, she's being guarded, I hope. And um, it's sad that the museum was closed, and especially something like a bureaucratic issue, like a zoning violation. I really wish that was not true, but it is. So uh, in case... So since you can't support that particular museum, I would love it if everyone could find a local museum that supports some part of their local history and support that museum. I have several if you're interested in the San Diego area, but they're, they're great. And there's a bunch in Vegas. 
Yep. There's tons of them. So just look up your local museums and look for those like really cool heritage museums. Like we have the Whaley House here that always needs support. Um, we have the Steam and Gas Museum in Vista, which always needs support. We have the San Diego Historical Society, which always needs support. And they have lots of different outlets and museums. So if you have some places like that in your town, go give them a, a jangle, a jingle jangle, and uh, see if you can support them somehow during, especially while they can't have guests. Um, also, uh, you check out the Atomic Testing Museum the next time you're in Vegas. It's part of our unique uh, history throughout, like through military and government, through the atomic bomb testing. So those are huge portions of history. So also check that out. There's also the Neon Graveyard Museum, um, which is all of the old Vegas signs that you fell in love with, like the Sands and... Mm -hmm. All of those great um, hotels of yesteryear. So go check that out. It's super cool. You also forget. the Erotic Heritage Museum. Yes. Also the Erotic Heritage Museum. Give them your money. They are great people and they do great things. Vegas is one of the few places that has a museum that's dedicated to anything adult. And so the Erotic Heritage Museum always needs help. And they have a wonderful collection of human expressions that are really, really interesting and are based in a lot of the history of Las Vegas. So uh, please give them a good shout out too. Oh, we also have a haunted museum in Vegas. Um, Zach Baggins um, from Ghost Adventures has a museum out here as well. Oh, cool. We talked about Ghost Adventures on our, uh, episode one. So that's very, very cool. Yeah, um, his museum is super popular. Um, I have friends that have gone and gone through the experience and really enjoyed it and would recommend. So there's a weird little museum I want to go see when they open back up called the Museum of uh, Jurassic Technology in Ooh, I would Los Angeles. It's a weird, kooky little eclectic collection of things that. Uh, Stacy's sister told us about. So we're definitely going to go check it out when we can, but definitely give your local museums uh, some love. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for watching. I mean, listening, whatever you're doing. Thanks for listening to our episode about fear by MTV. We're going to keep doing this thing where we talk about TV shows and uh, how much they've made us experts, especially when it comes to paranormal investigation. Anyway, thank you for listening. Also, uh, it, um, anybody out there is listening who wants to reboot this show, we will gladly host. Oh yeah, gladly. please. If you want to reboot Fear by MTV, like, mm -hmm. yeah, we will definitely MC that show. I'm um, looking at you, Netflix. Let's go, Netflix. Let's go! Alright, please like, subscribe, and review wherever you listen. Please follow us on Instagram at I watch a lot of podcasts.com. I mean, that that's not sense. a dot com. That's an that's Instagram. Not a dot com. <laughs> that's an Instagram. Our Instagram is at well, I watch a lot of podcasts. You can't watch podcasts, but that's what it says. You can come see the pictures that we like find fun. Or maybe, maybe we'll post maybe videos at some point and you can watch a lot of podcasts. Yeah, I watch a lot of us. It is truthfully just the way we talk. I watch a lot of podcasts. Same. <laughs> uh, come visit our website at www.iwatchalotof.com there's three w's though th w -W -W. i only want to say one or two okay <laughs> w times three iwatchalotof.com www anyway come join us next time bye bye